And the other woman said, yeah, but these days, a talking frog is worth more than a stockbroker. <laughs> pretty good one, huh? You like that? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good one. Yeah. Okay. All right, ma'am. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, it wasn't that funny. Actually, it was, uh, thank you, though. Ma'am, ma'am, uh, it, look, it really wasn't that hilarious. Oh, boy. Uh, waitress, would you cancel my scrambled eggs? Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. She, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. I don't know why we're doing this podcast, because I got nothing. There's not a thing in my head right now. I have no topics, no subjects, nothing no to stories, say. Nothing. Nothing's happened to you? No, no, I don't think so. What have you okay. done in the last, I haven't talked to you in about a week and a half, so absolutely yeah. you've done nothing since I've talked to you last. I don't think so. I, there's nothing that leaps to mind. I can't... Uh, well, it's kind of weird uh, now walking. Go, I went into the store uh, just before we started doing this podcast. I and, did too. Uh, I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. It is weird, isn't it? Yeah, that's, it. that cilantro would be on sale. <laughs> yeah, cilantro is about So maybe you didn't know what I was right going now. to say. No, you're right. You're right. No, of course, I'm talking about the, nobody wearing masks. It's it's uh, kind of funny. Although you still see some holdouts in there. Uh, I'm, but, I wore a mask today. Yeah, not me. I take my cue now from what the employees, whether it's at the post office or the store, if they're not wearing masks, then I guess it's okay. Wait, why you does it matter what masks. they're doing? What It should matter what you're doing. Those are the store rules. Yeah, no, I, I, no, heck, I'm, oh, I'm see, fine with here, it. Oh, see, here, here in Washington, uh, there's no masks required at all, um, and unless the businesses say you have to, but I don't know of any businesses that are. But I mean, you still have to wear it at a hospital and a senior center, and um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I went no, to the I liquor know. store. Airplanes, uh, yeah. I do not Airplanes, believe. Yep. I, normally, when you wore a mask into a liquor store, you, you, it was to <laughs> knock it off. So. Things have changed. You, the other thing is, if for two years, you haven't seen people's faces. I know. So there could be a terrible reveal in a couple of cases. <laughs> oh, Larry, it's so good to see you. Hey, take your mask off, man. The mandate's over. It's been two years. Let me get a look at you. <laughs> Holy <laughs> Oh! <laughs> what have you done to yourself? Oh, put it back on, man! What is that thing on your cheek? What <laughs> yeah, what's is that? that? Is that is that a uh, what is what is? Oh, that needs to be lanced. Why, why is Ugh. it wet? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well, I think I there's going to be some startling uh, things uh, that are going to happen when you haven't seen somebody right. in two years. Uh, I think you're right. Absolutely. The other thing I'm going to miss is that I can. I could register a scowl or discontent oh, yeah. with someone yeah. unbridled, as long as it didn't. A lot. Yeah, as long as it wasn't conveyed through your eyes, you could just yeah. You know, you could mutter inside your mask. Mm -hmm. what, a, what a jackass! Stick your tongue out. Nobody yeah. would ever know you were. People are going to miss that. People are going to miss that. But yeah, I know. Yeah. I am. I'm going to be flying on my first flight in a long time. On in oh about a really? Week, so. Yeah. But, but you're right, masks are still required in the airports and on the planes. But I just wonder if things are going to get even weirder and people are going to be even ruder and more disrespectful now that it's lifted in a, a lot of areas, schools and stores. And are they going to 
now be even more of a jackass on the plane about the man. I don't know. It's I'm sort of know. I'm a little terrified to fly this weekend. But well, this is purely anecdotal. But my observation, uh, as we're recording this, yesterday was the first day in mm-hmm. the state state of Oregon where the mask mandate was lifted, and I just noticed people walking around smiling at each other. It was like, hey, this is great. They they seem very happy. Yeah. Uh, again, that's just a. Uh, an anecdote from a particular day and a moment of time. Well, but, but I mean, maybe that's people's... what I mean, though. I mean, people who have to still wear masks on the plane, are they going to be even more of a jackass now? Or you, or you think that overall people's moods are going to be better? Therefore, yeah, it won't spill well, over I, into the areas maybe, that they should be wearing masks? Yeah, maybe I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, reading into it. But yeah. that was my observation immediately was everybody seems cheerier right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were smiling all along, and I just couldn't see the smi- smiles under their mask. <laughs> no, they were probably know. sticking their tongue out at you. They I'm probably. That's sure. what I would do. Yeah. Hey, uh, as I'm recording, by the way, I'm, we're, I'm down here, as people may know, most of the time in Oregon, Central Oregon. Yeah. And uh, I, a couple, three years ago, I bought a snowblower, one of those. It's yeah. it's it's about the size of a lawnmower, little so bigger. So manly. Not a Very lot of many. women. Not a lot of women own snow blowers. I have a snow shovel, but that a snow snow blower is a le, another level of testosterone. That's a whole nother. Well, yeah, it, it, it is, but it's also a practical matter uh, matter now because I, I uh, right. you know, I'm going to kill myself of a heart attack. <laughs> right. I, I shovel a long driveway. You just it can't. It's there's a point in which you can't. I don't go up ladders anymore. Maybe I talked yeah. about that. We did talk about that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you're, but you put your snowblower away for the for the year now, or yes, I did it, and I made a proclamation. This baby is going away. I won't see it again until next January. Or so I thought, oh. because because it's been snowing pretty actively here today. It's not really? deep enough. It's not deep enough yet to bring the snow snow blower out. But it really ha- hacks me off because this particular town, this area, and the TV station weather people are the worst in America, if not the world. <laughs> Never get it right, ever. They can't even predict when it's going to be nighttime. <laughs> They're awful. You're so mean. No, I'm just, I'm just how telling you, you what. How do you think they're going to feel about you saying that? They've probably, they've probably done their job well at least once. Can't you at least throw them that little, little bone there? Look, they're, they're no they're more qualified all the time. Is what you're saying? They are. Uh, they're no more qualified to to go out there and forecast the weather than uh, than my dog who's uh, about three years old. I mean, he'd do a better job. A guy with corns w- would do a better job. Here, my corns is aching. It's going to snow. At least that'd be something. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. My master's gone away. And the other thing I get, I never understood about TV weather forecasters, right before you're going to go on the air, hey, why don't you take a look out the window? <laughs> Open the door of the station and see what it's actually doing outside. This yeah. knucklehead this morning on the morning news, he said, ah, it looks like we're going to have a pretty nice day, a lot of sunshine, and it's snowing <laughs> at the very moment he's saying that. Maybe he taped it last week. <laughs> You might as well have. They might as well just put a show on called Best of the Weather. <laughs> Memorable past weather forecast. That's brilliant, actually. Yeah. These, so, uh, but- now, this is interesting because you used to be a weatherman. You got your start as a weatherman. Now, were you right all of the time, Pat? I was. I didn't care about being right. <laughs> I, I, I was so busy. Trying to come up with bits. You were making a show. That's the yeah. I was making a show. show. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. And uh, and I, as a result, I got fired uh, as a weatherman. 
Because guess what? People want to know the weather. Just like I'm ranting about it right now. Give me the weather and get it right. I mean, how do these guys, and it's mostly guys in this market, although there are women too, how do you go to a job and bring your face on TV, look people in the eye, even though you can't see those eyes, and tell them something that you're just making up? You have no idea. And then that's bad enough. Yeah. But the next day, why won't anybody come on the air and say, oh, boy, oh, boy, what a boner. I I screwed up big time. I am so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I wouldn't blame you if you never watched my weather forecast again. I, 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 I'm just, I can't even sit down. I've been kicking myself in the rear so much because... Uh, I just really completely blew yesterday's forecast, and I'm so sorry. I apologize, and I hope you'll give me another chance. But, uh, man, did I screw it up. Oh, Now, wow. would that make you a- forgive him, or would you still be mad at him for getting it wrong? No, I think I would tend to I'd give him more rope. Uh, I would say, well, you know what? That's pretty cool. I mean, if you were a baseball player and you had a batting average like most of the TV weather people around here have, you you wouldn't even make a, a single A team. You you'd be yeah. Yeah. back well, Pat, pushing the produce at the supermarket. It's not baseball. They're two different jobs. Why are you even comparing them? I'm just saying, if your percentage of being right in the case of baseball getting a hit, clearly it clearly it doesn't matter in in weather casting. Clearly, clearly that's not it. Clearly that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so why do they spend so much time with it? <laughs> If if the weather's not credible, what am I supposed to think about the rest of the newscast? Now, is it possible that your new your weather guy was sort of not even looking at your maybe it's only snowing in your neighborhood? <laughs> yeah, that's probably <laughs> it. Yeah. I'm trying I, you know I'm on your side and I love I know you, but you are. I just I feel know. like you're being really harsh with your weather man. So I'm trying to find I just um, think an explanation think to get you to calm down, Pat. You're very upset I know, about this. I know. I am. I, I shan't rant any further. But <laughs> but I I will tell you this. Uh, I I don't get how you could have a job where you are wrong so much of the time. I mean, what if you work for NASA? I think the rocket's gonna be okay. <laughs> you know, uh, or I think the I think this car will be okay. Yeah. Here. Let me hey here let me yeah I think that bomb is diffused pretty sure yeah it probably won't go off There's probably people who There's no other there's job who've said where that. you could tolerate that kind of incompetence Yeah that's very true know, Everybody makes mistakes but when you do it on a serial basis yeah. I mean all of what all of a weather person has to say is look um I'm uh, I'm just taking a swing at it here I I don't know for sure based on uh uh, the information that we have received and what other weather experts are saying and what we're seeing on satellite pictures, this is how it could go. But, you know, there's so many variables here. There are the mountain <laughs> ranges, there's the wind, there's yeah. these highs and these lows. But if I had to take a guess, and that's what I'm doing, of course, it's just taking a guess, ladies and gentlemen, because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But if I had to take a guess... I'd say it's going to rain tomorrow, but I could be wrong, so don't hold me to it. Hey, do you think those, uh, what, what was that thing uh, that publicate? I think it's still out, the fa- Farmer's Almanac or something. Yeah, yeah, that, Farmer's Almanac, think, yeah. People swear by that and say that that is extremely, so why aren't the weather people just pull, like taking the weather, the, the Farmer's Almanac on the air, they flip open to the today's page and read it. <laughs> why don't they just do that? Well, it's absurd. I mean, well, I've heard that it's very accurate. People pick one thing out of the farmer's almanac that was right, and they go, "Aha! You see, (laughs) they try to make a case out of a out of a single uh, lucky guess. Yeah, Uh, if they can't guess the weather, what what's coming up in six hours, 
nobody at yeah. Farmer's Almanac can predict what the weather's going to be like in six months. I don't that's, know. They say that's it's pretty cock. accurate. No, I, don't eh, know. I mean, there are some long-term forecasting things like uh, those El Ninos and uh, stuff that, that can indicate that the winter might be wet and warm or it could be you know, snowy and cold, but even that doesn't seem to be. And I think part of the problem, and if I was going to give the weather people a pass, Mm -hmm. I'd say, what can you guys do because of climate change? Now, now all bets are off. Nobody can predict anything because, uh, I mean, we, we had this huge heat dome over Seattle last summer. Yeah. That, that was anomalous. It was oh my strange. God. And it was in April. It was in April. Yeah. Yeah. And we all thought, oh, this is not, this is not good. If this is happening in April, we're toast, literally toast. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, okay, um, well, you know, you didn't need a, to take hey, it I, out I on the to... weather people today. Um, and so any of the weather people that are listening on yeah. behalf of the podcast, I'd like to apologize for any hurt feelings that you may we don't mean it. Um, Pat doesn't no, mean it. No, He's just no, acting no. out. No, no, no. I'm not going to apologize until no, they apologize. apologize. <laughs> they need I'm... to say they're sorry for screwing up the forecast. If okay. I hear that from them, then I then we can talk. So did you have plans today based on the weatherman saying it was going to be nice and sunny today? And yeah, now I just it's, bought a swimsuit snowing. yesterday. Oh, yeah, I see. Stupid. Okay. I got, I got, I saw a deal on tanning oil and i gotta buy a bunch yeah. of that and yeah sorry about that uh geez, yeah and i had to cancel my golf game and I, it just uh, one thing after the other yeah it, yeah you're mad hey you were that reminds me i did this bit uh years ago on tv uh, and and, and uh, the idea appealed to me uh it was well here's the notion but let's say it's a tv weather forecast and just seconds before the forecaster is about to launch into his thing, he has just been told he's gonna he's being fired. And then you go to him. And this was the result. And now it's time for the weather with Brian Dixon. Hi everybody, meteorologist Brian Dixon here with tonight's weather forecast, which I was just informed exactly 30 seconds ago is gonna be meteorologist Brian Dixon's final weather forecast. <laughs> on this television station. So let's get right to it. We've got some high pressure building here off the coast. A lot of heavy pressure to get Brian Dixon out of here, even though he worked his butt off for the station for seven years. <laughs> this system's going to bring with it some heavy winds, which will hopefully cause a great big tree to fall over and crush two or three of the station's stupid looking news vans. <laughs> Temperatures around the country, 67 degrees in the 12th largest market of the country, Minneapolis, St. Paul, where Brian Dixon turned down a very nice offer a couple of years ago because he was made a lot of promises, you know, to stay here instead. Now take a look at that 72 degree temperature over there in New York City, where Brian Dixon had a close friend with ABC who said that the Good Morning America weathercaster job was Brian Dixon's for the asking, but Brian Dixon didn't take that job because Brian Dixon had the silly idea that loyalty counted for something. Okay, let's take a look at the five-day forecast. Sunny and warm, which should be of great interest to a certain news anchor who always seems to call in sick on days like that. Well, it looks like Brian Dixon's getting the hurry-up sign over there, and that's probably so we can zip over and show you some lame live report from a street festival, which if anybody watching this moronic newscast cared a rat's ass about, they'd be at. So, that's it for meteorologist Brian Dixon, who actually is a meteorologist, but that obviously doesn't really matter around here, because unfortunately, what Brian Dixon is not is a blonde bimbo with gigantic hooters who's banging the headboard with the news director every night. So there's your stinking weather. This has been the weather with Brian Dixon. I always thought that would be such a funny notion that, and that's why in radio, for example, yeah. most times the, if they're if you're going to be fired in radio, they. They they get rid of you right away. They don't want to say. You don't get to, yeah. You don't get back yeah. in front of the mic after you've been no, fired. No, because they, they you'll say two week, You don't get two weeks notice. No, you could say some really ma- mean things about the radio station and the management and and uh, so we just expletives can't. that would get you an FCC fine, get the station fined. Oh yeah, yes, yes. Uh, but I will say that uh, for the most part, you and I, when we're fired, uh, unless it's immediate. Yeah. Uh, they they'll let us stay on the air for a while, I guess, because yeah. they trust us and know the kind of people we are. But for the most part, when you're fired, they walk you right to the door and get out of here with your box of coming, stuff. Yeah, yeah, with your embarrassing box of stuff, as we, we've <laughs> talked about before. When you learn whether you're in radio or whatever other business you're in, it's almost always temporary. A job, you know, yep. the term 
Is it a permanent job? There's no such thing, of course. No, of whether course. whether you're going to be fired or you're going to you're going to die on the job or get too old to do it or anymore. Or find a better a better gig. Yeah, yeah. That happens, yeah. So. But that's the most humiliating part is walking out with your box of crap. And <laughs> and and sometimes it's like two boxes. So you got to go back in and get some more. Right. So so I finally learned through the years. People aren't looking at people aren't looking you in the eye. They're sort of you know, ducking their heads down on their desks. Oh, they don't God, isn't that you. the worst? Yeah. It's awful. It's that's so why, awful. And you're like, bye, Larry. And he doesn't even say anything. And Yeah, that's why my last radio jobs, I brought nothing in. They gave me a desk, <laughs> but I didn't put pictures of my family up. I didn't put anything permanent up. At all. You wouldn't even known it was a, a desk that somebody was actually sitting at because I had nothing in there. So yeah. that I knew when Probably I got wise. fired, I'm out the door. I don't even have to turn around. I'm yeah. gone. Yeah. That was smart. That's good advice. Uh, yep. Which brings me to uh, an article I ran across recently um, that there is a new revolt going on by employees. Uh, I love revolts. Everywhere. Yeah. I love it, revolting. I love people. things that are revolting. And people who are. Yeah. Yes. Well, and people who are. It's all about workplace behavior now. And, uh, uh, part of it's from the Me Too movement, perhaps. Uh, you know, a lot of executives have had to step down after uh, accusations of sexual assault and stuff. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is uh, of the, all of this is that people no longer, as if they ever wanted to, but people no longer will will work with jerks, especially <laughs> bosses that are jerks. Well, you wait know. a minute. What choice do they have? Well, you, you can you go get another job. I mean, oh, I see. You just say they're 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 going to quit. They're some like, people would know. hang. You know, you, you've probably hung in there at jobs where you absolutely hated uh, your immediate boss or the oh, grand yeah. boss or even the other employees that you had to deal with every day. Yeah, uh, and it it seems like the tolerance for uh, insensitive or inappropriate behavior is pretty much done now, and people right. are saying. I'm hitting the bricks. See yeah, you later. You can take this job and shove it. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. A woman done left and took all the reason I was working for. You better not try to stand in my way as I'm walking out the door. Take this job and shove it. We've, yeah. I've always felt very lucky in 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 radio. I had one bad experience with a very misogynistic uh, program director. Ooh, that's who, a big word. I know. I had to say it slowly. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good word. <laughs> I had to say it slowly. We are looking at how to pronounce this word in English, designating a person who dislikes despises or is strongly prejudiced against women but yeah he really and he had told me what my place he actually used that word what my place was yeah, boy. Uh, this was on a station you and i worked on together it was a different station and i uh was told that i was to do everything that that my co-host uh wanted like i had to sort of do his bidding like I had to make him happy. That's what the phrase was. You're my talking job, about me, my, aren't you? No, my on-air job, my job as an on-air partner. That's why I was my name never was happy. on the show. My name was on the show too. So it's not like, you know, anyway, so my whole job was to keep him happy. And I said, huh. And I, you know, me, a little miss snotty. And I said, mm -hmm. huh, I didn't see that in the job description. Oh, he got so mad at me. <laughs> oh, well. he got so mad at me. Yeah, but, well, you but saucy for the little most, thing. I know I'm so saucy and sassy. Um, but but I think for for the most part, especially when I was working with you, we always had a really great, for the most part, really good program directors and mm -hmm. very pleasant yeah. people. The salespeople were always great. Uh, the other day parts, uh, personality day parts were always great. Even you know, the employees of the other stations that we were housed in the same building with, I just always, ha I felt like we were always very lucky to have a, a really nice working environment. Yeah, we really, we really were, but you know, uh, it works both ways. I mean, if you're, if you're, uh, 
if you you, you you suddenly realize I can't get along with anybody. I, all these people are jackasses. Well, it could be you that's the jackass. So, well, you know, you, you have to have be a nice a person to work with too. You know. Yeah, we've all been a jackass a time or two in our no, lives. No, not mean, me. Not me. <laughs> I've never gone down that road. No. Yeah, really. Uh, I mean, I hate to say it. Yeah. I hate to sound like because I sound like I'm bragging, but uh, you've uh, never been a jackass. No, ever. no, just I've always been oh. really perfect. I I can't think of any yeah single incident where I've been out of line or said an inappropriate thing or yeah failed to do the job that I'm getting paid for. I can't think of anything. No. Or ever been late or any of no. that stuff. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. You can't be late. You cannot be late. I used to uh, work. My, one of my very first jobs in radio was I had to sign on this little radio station in a small market. <clears throat> That's all I had to do. Hang on a second. I got to clear my throat. Wah-ha! Now you're making me have to clear my... Isn't that funny when somebody needs to clear their throat, then all of a sudden you get a big phlegm ball that just shows up because it's been suggested. (laughs) So now I've got to clear my throat. Yeah, it's like like the power of yawning. Yeah. Which which, uh, this podcast is is great (laughs) at inducing people to do that. By the way, yeah, no kidding. So, okay, so you had to sign on, and this was back in the day. This is like 112 years ago when we we stopped broadcasting at midnight, and then you flicked the switch in the morning. Nowadays, right. that was my job. 20, I was yeah, it's 24 hours a day now, but it didn't used to be. Yeah, I was the morning show host, and my job was to come in, turn the transmitter on. It, in other words, it'd be like you come into a room and turn the lights on. Right. And so it's it's the essential or you won't hear anything over the air. Right. So it takes uh, you know some minutes for a transmitter in those days to warm up and uh, and to get yourself on the air. Well there was an older gentleman who was just a veteran news guy. I mean he'd been doing newscasting for a 100 years. And his um he was great at it too. He had a great deep voice. And now the news. And he took it very seriously. Yeah. And he'd get up at like three or four in the morning and he'd drive down to the local police station, directly talk to the policeman to get to get the news of what crimes might have oh. happened overnight. I mean, that's how wow. dedicated he was. Yeah, that's really good. So the station signed on at uh I wanna say five and five in the morning. It might have been six in the morning, but it was straight up. And then at 15 past the hour, he would deliver his first newscast of the morning. So was this a music station then? So you signed on and then played some music and then he, okay, got it. So he he had a little bit of music. He'd come in at 6.15, top of the uh, news stories. So he's in an adjoining room. There's a window between us. I can see him. He can see me. And... uh, and then I'd go, and it's, uh, let's just say, it's 6.15, it's time for the news. Here's Bill Bartholomew. That's not his real name. <laughs> Bill Bartholomew. I like Bill? that, though. <laughs> Thank you very much, Pat. Here is the news of the morning. And he always had that news. He spread yeah. it out like that. News is I like... always take this opportunity to bring you the news. <laughs> and I'll have another newscast at noon today. <laughs> way overemphasized. Obviously went to a broadcasting school. Right. But for some reason, I got into a rut, and it's probably because I stayed up too late partying and goofing off with my friends, and I started arriving to the station late in the morning. What's late? What time were you supposed to be there? What time were you supposed to be there? Let's just say I'm supposed to sign on at 6 o'clock. No, I I know. So would you get there normally at 10 till to be... Or five till or one. It'd till. be worse. It'd be worse than that. I'd get <laughs> there till. like at six twenty-five, a full ten minutes after he's supposed to be doing his newscast, and I'd oh come. God, and I, I know it was terrible, and I did it several times. And I'm not bragging about it, but I, uh, yeah, it was terrible. So, but what was even worse than that was when I would come in, finally come stumbling in the door, and flip the transmitter on. I tremulously looked through the window into the newsroom, and he was sitting there like Lot's wife. He was a statue, a pillar of salt, staring straight ahead, 
not acknowledging me, not looking at me, certainly not talking to me. Oh, And he yeah. just stood there, like, it just sat there, staring straight ahead, had his newspapers in his hand, ready to deliver the news that he wanted to deliver, should have delivered 10 minutes earlier. But could not deliver because somebody didn't turn the switch on. Yep, yep. And how many that times was ex- did you do that? Two or three. It, it was inexcusable, and I didn't do it on purpose. Did he ever have a word with you about that? Well, what ha- what I would do is this was a four-hour news show, a four-hour uh, morning show. And so over the course of the morning, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd bring in, a, hey, hey, Bill, uh, and how, about, how would you like a butterhorn here? Can, can I... Can I freshen up your coffee for you? I'd just work him. I'd work him all morning long. And it, and it took a long time for the ice to melt, but yeah. it finally did every time. But it took longer and longer each time. Yeah. And I had to promise each and every time that it would never, never happen, happen again. again. Yeah. It'll never happen again. Yeah. I just felt terrible. But what? I, but he was ultimately a forgiving man. It's the hardest thing to give away. And the last thing on your mind today It always goes to those who don't deserve It's the opposite of how you feel When the pain they cause is just too real it takes everything you have to say the word Forgiveness Forgiveness Yeah, he's probably... I'd love to hear his version of this story. I would love to hear it. He's not around anymore, uh, but I've told his son this story, and he and he had never heard it before. And but he'd say, you know, that sounds like my dad. If I screwed up at home, he wouldn't talk to me. He wouldn't. Uh, he would. He wouldn't apply punishment. He'd just give me the cold shoulder. I do that too, though. I just some people. I'm I'm like, yeah, I will freeze your ass out. I don't want anything to do with you. I don't want to talk to you. I right. don't. I don't want to address it. And I know I've been told over and over how unhealthy that is. Like, if you yeah. have an issue with somebody, you should bring it up and say, "Hey, I am feeling fill in the blank." I yeah. just can't do that. I just I don't even want to address it or deal with it. I need a period of time to just let it sort of be less upsetting to me. But I, I, I'm very bad about that. I freeze people out. Don't want to talk. Don't talk to me. No, yeah. don't, I don't, don't even look at me. Yeah, not, that's long before the word. <clears throat> you don't before, exist in my wor- world. Long before the word ghosted uh, came around. That's essentially what that yeah. is all about. Yeah. And, and, the, and of course, it's always the littlest things, not always the littlest things, but sometimes the littlest things that annoy you, you know? Oh, and, yeah, of course. And Everybody you're also expecting me. the person whom you're not speaking to to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Why do I have to explain it to you? <laughs> Think about it. You, you know why I'm not talking my to you. Mind. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, if I am going to speak to you, you're right. I'll say, you know exactly why I'm not speaking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need I to know. tell you. It's human behavior. Oh, we're you so know, if funny. I ever meet the comedian Steve David Steinberg, I, I'm not going to speak to him either. Who is I, that? I, I spent my hard-earned money on a book called Inside Comedy. Uh, David okay. Steinberg goes back. You probably would have first heard of him. He he was on the Smothers Brothers comedy show, the the well, famous show the, that got canceled finally. Because yeah, it was I so controversial. Brothers, but I don't remember him. Well, he would come on and he would do this bit. Uh, he was essentially like a preacher, and he'd come on and kind of making fun of religion and yeah. Christianity in particular, and the Bible. God says, "Moses, take off your shoes from off of your feet." God says in his redundant way. (laughs) Where the land that you are standing upon is holy land. Moses takes his shoes off of his feet, approaches the burning bush, and burns his feet. (laughs) 
God goes, aha, third one today. <laughs> wow. That's pretty big stuff back then because that, what, that was. show was on in the 60s, wasn't it? 60s, yeah, and they would get lots of mail. Yeah. The show was on CBS and they said, you know, you guys can't, you can't do this anymore. We're getting a lot of mail and a lot of angry phone calls from people. You got to stop. And that just pushed them farther. Of course, uh, the Smothers Brothers right. were very anti-Vietnam War, mm -hmm. uh, talked a lot about social issues. They were on at the same yeah. The same time as Laugh-In was so popular. Yeah. And Laugh-In was this harmless, you know, little punny, jokey show that uh, that everybody loved. But Smothers Brothers wanted to do comedy, but they wanted to do it with a little more of an edge. And mm -hmm. uh, and it was great. Uh, yeah, but, I, uh, so that's where David Steinberg probably first came into prominence. Oh, okay. As a stand-up. So, so why wrote, are you mad at him? Well, he writes this book, and it's published by a good publishing company Knopf which is a major publishing house and you know my I got this thing when I when I start to read a book and as soon as I spot even on the first page a spelling error or some <gasps> sort of punctuation problem me too I hate that book after that oh, and I, I do probably too. can't get through it I do too so drives me is, up the wall this is supposed to be five decades of encounters he's had with comedy and comedians and uh, I thought, oh, this will be fun. Well, I start reading this book. It's, first of all, it's very self-praising. It's talking about, you know, how great he is. And, mm. and everybody in the book that he talks about is his very good friend. You know, <laughs> if, if he mentions you at all, it's because you are really good friends of mine. Uh -huh. A lot of errors in, the in this book. Uh -huh. uh, a lot of repetition in the book. It's mm. like, did anybody edit this thing? But this is this is what really frosted me, and I, I make too much out of really nothing. But he's talking about uh, one of my favorites, Martin Short. Oh uh, yeah, I like. And he him. talks about Martin Short's career. He was on SNL for a while, and his characters like Ed Grimley and and that sort of thing. And he was in Second City and in, in Toronto, and and then he was on a show called SCTV. Do you remember that show? Yeah remember that wasn't that a canadian piece? it was a canadian show yeah, martin canadian short was show. on it yeah uh, john candy oh, eugene yeah. levy um catherine o'hara catherine o'hara fantastic mm -hmm. yeah a lot of so a lot of graduates from from that uh school mm -hmm. uh and and so steinberg it's almost at the end of the book and he writes and, and marty uh joined sctv in 1957 he said, I love the audience and I loved the work ethic. And I'm thinking, 1957? Martin Short's 71 years old now. So he joined the show when he was about six or seven years old. Oh. And the show what didn't even exist in 1957. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. So I, and I, I know I'm making too much of stuff no, like that. No, no, you're not. How does I, that, that get away from you? How, that, how that does is, nobody catch that? Yeah, that's really annoying. I just, I hate yeah. inaccuracies of any sort and I hate misinformation. And that just, just fries me when stuff is out there like that. Cause you know, somebody's going to read that book and go, I was in a book, man. I saw it in the book, man. He no. started that back in 1950s in the book he wrote. And that's how, that's how shit goes sideways. Those, mm -hmm. ha those careless errors is what, ha you know, makes everything go sideways. So Deliberate I'm, with you. I'm mad, misinformation I'm mad is at him one now thing. too, and I don't even know who he is. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Unintentional misinformation can happen, but that, that's just sloppy. You know, you yeah, put this exactly. book out here, you're exactly. trading on your name and your your legacy, and then you can't get sloppy, anything like sloppy, right. sloppy, 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 sloppy. I am in a purging mode right now. Good for you. And Are you um, after every meal or just like a heavy meal? <laughs> That's I didn't. Good. Very oh. good. No, I meant I meant that I'm throwing stuff away. Oh, yeah. that kind of purging. Yeah. Now wait a minute. Can he? Are well, you? Now wait a minute. Now wait a minute. You thought I was in a throw up kind of purging mood, and you said good for you. What? <laughs> Good no, for you for throwing up all the time. 
<laughs> That's and true. I said, that didn't come out right. No, I knew what you meant. I was just making a stupid joke. But I I, when you, you say you're, you're throwing stuff away or are you getting rid of it and giving it to a better home, you're actually tossing stuff in the trash? Mm-hmm. Yep. <gasps> this is you stuff I've been- have a free, free pile at the end of your driveway? No. This is personal stuff. These are- Like uh, what? Underpants? Just books and books and books of scripts. Of of oh, stuff I've written, bits, see, sketches, yeah. commercials, you know, station promos, all this stuff. Oh, wow. and I'm and I'm just tossing it out. And and somebody said to me, "Hey, you should save that stuff or digitize it or something because your kids are going to want to want to have that stuff." Yeah, I'm thinking, no, they're not. I mean, I Why loved you- my parents, but I I'm not that all that interested in most of the stuff they left behind. Because it was their personal stuff, not mine. Yeah, I know what you mean. I've got boxes of of writing, and I when I did stand up comedy, I was very young, and I've got books and books of stuff I've jotted down. And yeah, you're right, that sort of stuff. I don't know why I keep it, but well, I don't either. It's, and it, it's and sort of sad to throw it away because that's your creative. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know, but it is it's it's painful. And then when people tell you, no, no, you shouldn't throw it away. No, you should. I'm, thinking, I'm not. Uh, you know this. I'm not Dostoevsky. This is not important writing. It's just a bunch of crap. I yeah. think one of the nicest uh, compliments anybody ever paid me. I, they were reading through some of my TV commercial scripts, and they said, "Hey, this is pretty good shit." <laughs> I well, thought, well, you- he's captured it in a nutshell. It's yeah. pretty good, but it still is excrement because of the nature of it. It's it's advertising. Do you have copies of uh, the actual uh, spot that aired? So the writing. In some cases. Be, yeah. So it'd be fine to throw the writing out as long as you had. I don't know. There's just something. About, I have an ad you and I did. Oh, gosh. A TV ad we did, you know, 100 years ago for I don't even remember what car company it was. But I have that video, which is for really a car fun. company. Yeah, for a car, a car, Pierre Ford, we did an ad. We did? Oh. I'll pull, I'll pull it up and, and we can play it here. In 1947, Grandpa bought a car from a new place called Bill Pierre. He liked the way they treated him. Years later, Dad bought his first car there. So naturally, my first car was from Pierre, too. Dad drove from the back. From the start, Pierre Motors has always been about genuine, friendly people, a top-rated service department, and great buys guaranteed by Pierre's transparent pricing. I've got a family now and come back to Pierre because they're always up front, while Dad is still in the back bill pierre motors in little old lake city you played the dad i played the daughter or maybe i played the dad and you played the daughter i can't remember either way it went i don't have any memory of it which is yeah. the case of most of these things i'm reading things like uh you know willoughby's supermarket uh jenkins auto supply i'm just making those <laughs> names up but yeah. i have no memory i don't those don't ring a bell with me i mean that's how yeah. much junk i have from well, it's been 114 years of writing this stuff. Yeah. And, uh, wow. So it, but it's still painful to throw it away, but I know I, know. I must. I yeah, must. there's nothing else to do with it. You're right. Yeah. Flip through it, maybe look at it. And I've got a whole hat box full of cards and letters and, and oh, wonderful you should save things. that hat box. Well, but, but what's funny is I sit down in my martini chair and I go through, cause I have to throw it away and there's beautiful cards from you and, and Patty and just funny things you've written me and, um, cards from other friends. And I, it's like, it's going down memory lane, but I think I'll just go through it once and I'm going to toss it all. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm looking at everything I'm throwing away. Yeah. And then I'm throwing it away. Yeah. yeah. I think that's okay. I mean, the, so. the hardest thing I did a couple of years ago was I literally had well over a thousand CDs, music CDs. Yeah, I remember you saying from our years in radio. Yeah, and and then you'd go to these places that say we buy CDs. Well, you go in there and they'll give you ten cents for mm-hmm. a CD, and they'll sort through. Mo- no, nah, I don't want that one. Don't want that yeah. one. No, not take the- them all eh. or nothing. Yeah, that's for right. Sake. Yeah. And I thought, no, nah, you know what? It's not worth. It. What am I going to make on all of this? Three dollars yeah. and fifty cents. Right. It's just better to throw them away. It's an old technology. All these songs exist elsewhere. Right. Goodbye. What I am, I think what I'll do, um, and again, I'm, I may or may not see you in a month. I'm hope, fingers crossed. I'm hoping that I'm going to fly to Bend and be able to see you and Patty. Ooh. But what I might do, if you're interested, do you even care to look at some of the cards and stuff you gave me? Do you care? 
I might yeah. bring those with me. Okay. I'll I would. Them. And then we'll throw them anything? away together. Have you ever saved anything from me? Uh, let's see. Uh, you remember, I don't know what, I don't remember what was going on, but you had this really bad seborrhea dandruff thing going on. Uh, I kept a number of those flakes in a jar that I still have. Are you sure those are my flakes? I think so. Could be. They could okay. be snowflakes that were not predicted by the weatherman no. around <laughs> here. Too. Nice callback. Very yeah, nice. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, um, I have a quick question for you. Did, do we have any, because um, we gave out our phone number, did we have any, I can't get into the phone messages. So were you able to listen to any phone messages that we might have gotten from our listeners? You, um, I, 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 I have, I'm, I'm faking it here because I, I prob, they're probably there. Okay. But, um, but we'll deal with them next time. But let me give the okay, phone number for sure. out. Uh, for anybody who has a question for us or uh, messages, I can't get in. Dave Tavers, <clears throat> our brilliant IT guy, is gonna he's gonna correct all that so I can get in and listen to some of these. Okay, as good. well. But call us uh, if you like to uh, just chat. Four two. Well, we're not gonna be there to chat. You can only leave a message. Four two five five two two burp. That's B U R P burp. <laughs> Four two five five two 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 eight seven seven, and you can also email us too. We got a really nice email. Did you read that email I sent you from John? No, John Mayhew. Oh, Pat, I know. I'm just I'm way, way behind on looking at. Can I? Can my I read email? It? Yeah, oh, please do. Okay. And I apologize in advance to John Mayhew for not. Reading well, I only it. sent it to you yesterday, or yeah, I think yesterday, and I'm thinking. Oh, I was I was uh, sleeping that day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so John sends uh, sent us a really nice email that said, first and foremost, I love you all so much. Love is a man is I love you all so much and have since the days of the buzz. So he's been a long-time listener, first-time caller. Yeah, he says, very long that time. said, I owe you an apology. I'm an avid audiobook listener, and because of it, I get behind on my podcast subscriptions. Recently, I pulled up the podcast app on my phone and was shocked to see I had 54 unplayed episodes of Peculiar Podcast. So over the past couple of weeks, I've been binge listening to you all. Um, Why would right you recommend that? I know. He says, right out of the gate, I cannot believe the sheer number of people, so many of whom I've never heard of that have passed away. Thank goodness you're there for me, Pat. So he likes it when we talk about the dead people. Uh, he then said he got to the episode where we were complaining about the lack of donations from our fourth quarter of last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry and he we says did that. This. He says, obviously, some of that rests squarely on my shoulders since I haven't been listening. So he's decided to make things square. He is donating $2 per episode for wow. all 54 backlogged episodes that he's been derelict in listening to. Well, he, so. should, be, he should know that those 54 are just uh, some of that he has not listened to. Uh, there are actually well over 10,000 episodes that he is not if so two dollars <laughs> yeah yeah let's, see. let's do the math on that what are you coming that's gonna up with? that's gonna be that's great 20 grand we can use that he said however in the last 54 episodes there was one episode i refused to pay for you two know which one i'm referring to I don't. So, John. It's intriguing. I know. John, you have to tell us what you're talking about. So, one one more thing on this lovely email. He said one of his favorite contests that we had when we were at the Buzz was we would go to broadcast from a listener's home. Remember, we used to do that sort of randomly. We'd go yeah. to a listener's home. He yeah, says he fun. entered, but he did not win, and he's still very broken up about it. So he wants to extend an invitation to us. He lives in New Mexico, uh, near Al uh, in Albuquerque, and he said, "I live in in this. I live here." And he says, "In fact, the high school his daughter goes to is the high school that Walter White taught at in Breaking Bad." Wow! 
And I know, right? And he said, should both of you ever wish to record an episode of Peck Pod from a remote location, you are more than welcome in the land of enchantment. So, um, well, maybe he knows Saul Goodman too. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that was a very nice. So thank you for that. And sure thank is. you for your $20,000 that you gave us, John. That was really nice. Let's bring this cow into the barn. Ah! Okie dokie. A rough-looking woman was sitting at a bar. She had the hairiest armpits. <laughs> I already like this joke. <laughs> that, that was it. That's the end of the joke. That was it. <laughs> I just like rough. I'm a, there's days I'm a rough-looking woman, and I like it. <laughs> so this rough-looking woman is sitting at a bar, and she had the hairiest armpits, <laughs> so that whenever she raised her arm to order a drink, a, <laughs> a mass of hair was visible to all <sighs> the fellow drinkers in the bar. Oh, at closing time, there's a drunk guy at the far end of the bar and he pointed to the woman and he said to the bartender, Hey, bartender, I'd like to buy that ballerina a drink. And the bartender said, well, She's not a ballerina. What makes you think she's a ballerina? And the guy says, Any girl that can lift her leg that high has to be a ballerina. Oh my God. You're going to hell for that. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. There's no sun up in the sky. Stormy weather. Stormy weather. It's me and my gal ain't been together. Keeps raining all the time. Keeps raining all the time. Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. 